Okay, as you probably know, we are uh, privileged to have two of our missionaries that we support uh, with us this morning, uh, Omero Gonzalez from uh, Mexico and uh, Tom McConnell from Rugby, England. So they're both going to be giving a little presentation, an update on their ministry and what's going on there. And then after each of them have uh, an opportunity to do their presentation, we'll have a short uh, Q&A with them up here together uh, at that time. So anyway, I'd like to introduce, first of all, Omero Gonzalez and his wife, Brianda, is here, as, as well as their newborn, four-month-old uh, daughter, Emma. So I'm, uh, without uh, further um, talking here, I'm just going to turn this over to Omero. Uh, many of you are already familiar with his ministry in Colorinas, Mexico, and a church there. And so, Omero, I'll let you take over. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Good morning, everyone. It is an honor to be here with you. Um, it's an honor to share with you what the Lord is doing down there in Colorinas. And it's an honor also to see what the Lord is doing over here in Bakersfield. And I am also looking forward of what uh, the Lord is doing in England. And through this, we see that the Lord is so faithful, so good. And um, he's always uh, bringing people, bringing people to Christ. And that is a great blessing. So um, the, I'm going to give you a little overview of the mission in, in Colorinas. And um, we're going to take you like together with us to a weekend in Colorinas, like what happens every every weekend in Colorinas, so you can you can see a little bit what is going on. We arrive every Saturday night, Saturday in the afternoon, to visit several families, and after that we have this men's Bible study. We we are going through the book of Romans, uh, studying it together with the men of the church. This is uh, this is. Pedro, or Peter <laughs> in English, and um, he is Javier's brother, our brother Javier, and um, this is a brother Angel, or maybe Angel in, in English, and um, they also, um, the next one I think is not working, yep, and this is Michael, uh, those are the three men that are uh, always going to the men's Bible study. Um, mainly, Angel and Michael are like new in the faith. So, talking about things uh, like faith, Abraham, and the power of the gospel is like new to them. What is the power of the gospel? What does it mean? And um, it is uh, a very good time because they are asking like a lot of questions. They are uh, wanting to know more about Christ, more about the gospel, about uh, how the Lord has been working both in their lives and how does it reflect, reflect in the Bible. Uh, at the same time, we have the women's Bible study. This is um, my beautiful wife, and this is uh, Antonia. This is Flor. This is Sarah and Fabiola. Fabiola is Peter's wife, and Sarah is uh, Peter's mom and also Javier's mom, they are going through a study called uh, 12 Extraordinary Women by John MacArthur. And mainly uh, Antonia 
and Floor are like having a lot of questions since you know uh, if you have read this book this uh, it takes like women from the Old Testament also and they're like who's Eve no <laughs> who's Eve what, what, uh, what does that have to do with me so they are uh, they're having also a very blessed time uh, Floor as some of you know um, her husband passed away uh, several months ago so uh, due to this study she's like having a good time to open uh, her heart with my wife with the other women and um, to strengthen to strengthen herself and she is uh, new in the faith his husband was her husband was the one that brought them to the church so uh, we are like very happy to know that even though that his husband is uh, not here anymore they are still going she, uh, she has five children so you can imagine her arriving with her five children and it, it is it is a good time for them to to strengthen together also then well the Saturday finishes we take some dinner with uh, most of the most of the times Sarah and um, then we have our Sunday school we're going through a study called the one true God by Paul Washer and we are studying the attributes of God so it is also a good time over here but because we're going now on the attribute called uh, that God is self-sufficient and that is, that is uh, for people in Colorinas that maybe uh, doesn't went uh, to college or didn't when didn't go to um, maybe secondary school to to get a little bit to understand what it, does it mean that God is self-sufficient. It is a like a big hit, but it is a very very good time because they're asking questions like Scott. Is self-sufficient as a car is automatic that you don't have to drive it or what so it is it is a good time uh, for them to ask a lot of questions and um, this is the the Sunday Sunday school well I I got this photo because this is Salome um, as you're gonna see a little bit further uh, she got to our church thanks to a uh, evangelism event that we have several weeks ago. Uh, this is the first time that she went to our church and she arrived to the Bible study. And we're like, oh, welcome. Welcome to the Bible study. So um, a little bit what is happening in front of the pulpit. We are going through a series of Ephesians. We are just finishing Ephesians chapter 1, verse 14. So uh, this has been also a good time for the church to get to know what does it mean that God elected and re uh, made a redemption for us and also uh, sealed us with the Holy Spirit. So um, it is good to have uh, this, uh, this series because they're getting to know what does it mean to be the church. Some of them, some of them have like a little bit of Christian background but they don't know what does it mean to be the church. Does it, does it mean just to go on Sunday and get together and sing some songs together with some people and he, hear some guy talking about God? Or does it mean to be a body? So it, it's, 
it's been a good time. And after every every um, every preach, we have a time of Q and A because uh, everyone is like, "Well, you said this word uh, elected. Does that mean that if one is elected, it can't he can't lose his salvation?" And they are like trying to get those things in their mind through the uh, exposition of the word. So this time it has been very, very rich. Uh, they're having uh, several questions and they're trying to uh, figure it out what the Lord is doing uh, through Ephesians in this case. So, uh, and then we have uh, a little bit of fellowship. We eat together at Javier's mom's uh, house most of the time. And we are eating this. This is a famous chicken in Colorinas. Maybe uh, this is only one chicken for all of us. So <laughs> you can imagine the size of it. We have a great time uh, over there, like talking of what, uh, like getting more to know each other. And um, uh, as I say to you, uh, at least every two months, we are having like this evangelism event try to reach out for uh, for people and not only my wife and I but we are so happy that the people in the church are getting involved we're only we have been in the church only for a year maybe a little bit more and the people are getting involved in the ministry they're getting involved how to how can I share what the Lord is doing in my life with other people so um, this is a very good avenue for them to share to Maybe a little bit, a little bit, point to me and say he can answer your questions. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I do not know why uh, you are going through this, but maybe we, you can talk to him. So it is a good way we can uh, counsel people, bring them uh, to Christ, and share with them the gospel. And this is the most recent event that we have. We had um, this. This was a, a time where we. Uh, could share the gospel we uh, made a little bit of video and we uh, give away some clothing for them you know Colorinus is a place where uh, there's a lot of people in a, in a physical need so this is also a very good time we can tell them it is not only the food we can give you it's not only the clothing that we can give you that's not the important thing you need the gospel you need to know christ so um we have we had a very very blessed time over there uh, giving away some some clothing so uh what's next for our church um since the last since the last year we have had we have been going every Uh, twice every month because of several situations in our life you know a uh, baby came up and we're just getting in the, into the row and you know but uh, on this March the 23rd we're gonna go uh, every single weekend so we will love our, uh, your prayers for that we need of course strength we need uh, uh, time to prepare the preaching to prepare the studies and uh, all that and Also, we, we see the need of our church. The church needs uh, the, um, the service. The church needs the fellowship every single weekend. So we are so, so glad, so privileged to serve the Lord. And, um, and also, we, uh, for several families uh, that have arrived 
to our church that they are like new in the faith. We are going to a fundamental, fundamentals of the faith Bible study. Maybe you know what uh, John MacArthur's Bible study. So it's going to be also a, a very good time with them. And finally, we, we want to say thank you. Thank you. Thanks the Lord. We really can't uh, grasp the truth of serving a holy God, serving a mighty God. I mean, we were wretched sinners, and now we have this great privilege to serve him, to uh, glorify him, and uh, he may glorify himself and us, and we don't really deserve, deserve it. And he shows his great and amazing love through you, supporting us and supporting Uh, other missionaries like our brother Tom and we really feel close to you uh, and we really are thankful for so, uh, so much of your love so, so much prayers that you have had for us and that's a, a great blessing and thank you thank you so much and then we have a little bit um, we have a we made a little bit a little video for you so the church will say hi to you and you know a little bit what is going on on there my sister-in-law loves to make videos and she loves the lord too so we we have her in colorines so there you go well that video was for you we made it for you everyone says hi everybody is thankful for your prayers everybody is thankful for your love and also we are honored for you uh, to share your prayer request for us we've been praying for you too so it's a great blessing thank you so much um, and I think I have to give this to but thank you thank you family thank you very much Omero uh, next we're going to have Tom McConnell from Rugby Inc. England, and uh, most of you that were here last year uh, saw both Omero and uh, Tom share this time uh, at that time, so it's a privilege to have Tom back, and I'll just let you take it from here. Thanks, Bart. Thank you. Well, it's a delight to be back with you, and uh, thank you for the uh, privilege uh, to be reunited with you in fellowship, and it was a year ago, as Bart said, that uh, we we met together and got to know one another. You uh, We're so gracious to us and our family to take us on as one of your missionaries. We have not only uh, known your support uh, on a, in a financial way, but even well beyond that, your emails that you have sent to us, the dialogue that takes place between uh, you, many of you who email us, uh, the encouragement that we have from your missionary uh, team that, you've, uh, that you have serving you here at the church has been uh, an incredible blessing to our family. We're want to express our sincere and um, uh, our appreciation for your generosity to our family over this last year, particularly at Christmas time. Uh, you did something to for our family that uh, uh, we've never experienced before. 14 years uh, in the United Kingdom, uh, no one's showed us that kind of love and kindness. And we just want to say thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for thinking about us uh, on the on the mission field. Uh, it is a delight to be back with my brother, Omero, and it was a year ago we met, and I, did you plan this for, for us to be able to renew fellowship? And this, it's, it's, a, it's a joy, it's a delight. Looking forward to preaching God's word tonight, uh, giving your pastor a little bit of a rest, and uh, Steve, thanks for allowing us to be here. My son, Josiah, where are you at, Josiah? 
There he is. This is my 12-year-old son, Josiah, in the back there. Go ahead, raise your hand. There he is, Josiah. He's with me. My, my wife and my uh, four children, my four other children, are back in Rugby, England. I just uh, got off the phone uh, with her in the parking lot there, and she sends her greetings and, uh, and her love. Just a, a, house, a couple housekeeping uh, things before I give you a report on what's been happening the last year in rugby. Um, last year we, was about the, the third or fourth year we, we had uh, uh, our missionary card. This year we have a, a, new, uh, a new missionary card. I think my sons and my daughters said, uh, Dad, can you update our photos? We, we, we don't have um, binkies anymore, pacifiers, and we would like uh, for the people to see us as we are. So we, we have um, updated prayer cards for you, and if, uh, if, you, if you don't have a, a prayer card, please take that. It's, it's a very... Uh, helpful for you to have one because when you put them on your refrigerator, uh, many of you remember to pray for us as you go to have your meals, and and uh, or you send us emails of encouragement. So please take one. Uh, for those of you who are new, perhaps over the last year you've just come to the church or you started coming to the church and you didn't get the opportunity to sign up to receive our free um, uh, missionary update. We send out every month or two. We're a little bit behind because of the travels. Please, there's a clipboard going around. Please put your name and email address on that. We'd love to. See send you email updates uh, from the field so you can know how to pray for us intelligently uh, on a monthly basis. Uh, We send those out to you. Well, I do want to give you an update uh, on our family, there, there you can see it. this is the uh, the updated version of our slide. My my wife Kathy, uh, my son Joshua, Josiah is here with me today. Jonathan, Joy, and Julia, and uh, we have the privilege of serving the Lord uh, in the United Kingdom, in the in the heart of England, uh, in a place called Rugby. Uh, we have been. Um, this is the back of our missionary prayer card. So when you get uh, when you get it. Um, you may wonder, uh, number one, where is rugby? And number two, why is rugby so big compared to London? Um, because uh, we, we, you know, we want to highlight the, the important places. And uh, so that's what we put rugby in there uh, in like a 20 or 72 point font. So uh, you remember to pray for us. Uh, we do have a sister church down in London called Grace Life London. And uh, it's a delight to see. They're a, a church plant of about six years ago. We've just celebrated our fourth anniversary about two or three weeks ago as a church plant. And um, uh, as I said last year, I think I said it was the best three years of our ministry. Uh, It's been the best four years of our ministry uh, in the United Kingdom. Um, just uh, this is just a slide I took uh, from our from our website, but it it highlights two important events that took place back in October. For those of you who've received the update, some of these images will be familiar to you because I've used them in our update and on our website to inform folks what's happening in our church. But this is significant uh, just to help bring you up to speed what's been happening in the last year. Um, we had a baptism service back in, in October, and following the baptism service, we had our first membership Sunday. Now, for a church plant, those of you who are tracking with church planters know that when you move from a core group of people who've been meeting for three, three and a half years in our situation to official membership where people make a commitment to the church and serve, and that's where they're, gonna, uh, that's where they're going to not only receive their spiritual food but use their spiritual gifts to minister to the body, this is an important step for any church planter to move from that core group into uh, into official membership, and so that took place uh, back in October. It was a it was a, a great red letter day for many uh, many reasons. Uh, we had to um, we we got to use a, a church up the street 
which has um, dwindled to about three people or whatever, but they have a baptistry. And uh, we believe in believer's baptism by immersion. And so this is us meeting in their facility. And we had a packed house uh, for the baptism service. Um, you, can see, uh, uh, you can see people standing in the pool uh, in the waters of baptism, giving their testimony, confessing Christ as their Lord and Savior. But the most noticeable one for me, the, while we, this was an important day for our church plant, in the history of our church plant, um, the most exciting picture in that whole day and event was this picture right here because this is my eldest son, Joshua. Uh, who has uh, known, uh, said he knew the Lord years ago, but we asked him if he would hold off getting baptized until we saw fruit in his life. And um, we really wrestled with that, Pastor. We, we've, seen, we've seen folks um, have their kids baptized, uh, making a profession of faith, and, it, and their profession not proved to be credible as they go. We've really uh, wrestled over that over the years. We didn't want to force our son to be disobedient. So you can imagine the angst that we've uh, wrestled with that. But uh, he... Uh, uh, he's been serving the Lord faithfully. We, his mother and I, see much fruit in his life. He serves on our worship team as a uh, acoustic guitarist, and, and it was a joy to baptize uh, my son Joshua. <clears throat> this is, these are the official members of our church. You, you saw how many people we had uh, uh, attending the Baptist, uh, baptism service, um, and we, we, we had a lot of people there. But these are the folks who said, I want to be part of Grace Bible Church Rugby. And I want to be a member. We want to come under the leadership of the elders. We want to serve and use our gifts. And for us, serving in church planting in Britain, we are so thrilled to have this uh, number of people as a nucleus uh, to build the church there. We have about 40 to 45 adults on a Sunday with about 25 children. Uh, I think uh, a lot of the families... uh, uh, um, have between three and five children. Uh, we're, we're not alone. We have five children. We're not alone in that. So you can see Kathy and myself. If, if you look at this gentleman here, some of you may know who he is. This is a Chiwa Chow. Uh, he's, uh, he's one of my former elders, and uh, it was been a joy to serve the Lord with him over the last five years. He's also a master seminary graduate. And uh, back in December, well, before that, he said, Tom, why don't you go back to America, and I'll pastor the church. I mean, you've been here for several years. You you said you want to be here for one to three years. Uh, You've just finished your fourth year. Um, What if we stepped in and helped you get back to America? And I told Chiwa, I said, you know, Chiwa, Kathy and I recently talked about this, and things are going so well, we're not ready to leave yet. And so uh, I said to him, so we're going to have to find you a church to pastor. And he says, oh, Tom, he says, I've just been holding back uh, on finding a church to pastor so we can help Grace Bible Church Rugby. Uh, he has a family of uh, seven as well. So in God's providence, a church two to three miles away in a, in a village called Lilbourne has a, has a minister that's retiring and has asked Chiwa to come be the associate and to become the senior pastor. We've just sent out our first church planter, who is a former elder of ours. And as the Lord blesses the work at his church, we'll be preaching in each other's churches. And as he wins people to Jesus Christ there at Lilbourne, we're going to be networking together to do church-based uh, training between our two churches. That's, the, that's a dream of mine, is to plant a few churches or have a few pastors who are like-minded in the Midlands to be able to uh, work together in training uh, men uh, in the ministry. My, feather, uh, my fellow elder, Tim Atkins, is on the other side with his wife, and um, so there's been a lot that's happened over the last uh, year. Last year I came, I asked you to pray that the Lord would raise up 
a Portuguese-speaking preacher from the Master Seminary, obviously similar philosophy of ministry as ourselves. Uh, we would trust them coming out of the Master Seminary. And for two years, almost three years now, I've, I've been praying that. I've, I've shaken every limb on the GMI missionary tree. And, um, and uh, I've looked in Spain. I've looked all over the world. And, and the word is uh, we, we don't have a Portuguese-speaking preacher uh, from the Master Seminary yet. So um, the problem with that is that these two brothers here who got saved in our church five years ago, where it, was, it was a joy to be there and to be sharing the gospel with them when the Lord saved them. And uh, these two brothers have been wanting to go back to their island of Madeira uh, for five years. In fact, when they got saved, Sandro, the older of the two brothers, these two uh, men were orphans in their teens, and, um, and the Lord brought them to rugby because on their island of Madeira, it was all Catholic. And they, they never heard the gospel. Think about that. They had to come to spiritually dead England to hear the gospel. Uh, England's, England has its remnant. And uh, the Lord's saving his people, little pockets of people. And the Lord brought them to us. He, Sandra said to me, uh, you, why don't you come back with us and help us win our people to Jesus Christ? And I said, Sandro. I'm not going to learn Portuguese. Uh, I'm too old. I'm too old for that. I'm, I don't even speak English yet, and I've been here for 14 years. They tell me I speak American. So uh, it's not working. The language acquisition is not helping. So I said, but I will train you to go back and, and win your people. His brother got saved, and they, these two men are my right hand and my left hand at our church. Okay? And these men have proven to be Second Timothy two two kind of men. These the things that you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses. These entrust to faithful men who'll be able to teach others also. They've been tested, and um, this is us. Uh, this is them standing uh, in Madeira on a recent trip that we took. Now Madeira, the slide doesn't show it uh, so well. I don't know what happened to the to the slide, but um, that doesn't look like anything of the slide I created. Uh, I see the names, but I don't see the, the map on there. There was actually a map. Just picture a map up there of Europe and North Africa. You can see Morocco there. And you see the, um, the pin right there. Uh, the pin, that's, I guess, some perverse way that the, that the iPhone um, uh, has the island of Madeira, 300,000 people represented with a pin. It's uh, to the west of Morocco, and uh, it is an island owned by Portugal. Uh, this is where some of you, um, uh, I can't remember your name, sister, but one of you came to, up to me last year and said um, that you took a tour with your husband on the carnival or one of the, the ships, and you, you went to Madeira. You know how beautiful it is. So people from your church have been to Madeira. It was about a uh, three-hour flight from, uh, from Birmingham International Airport, right up the road from us, uh, to the island of Madeira. And we took a trip this last uh, January, the end of January, because these men wanted to go uh, back, move their family. It was rather sudden for us. They said, within three months, we want to go back. And we thought, oh, wow, we're going to lose two families, our right and our left-hand men. And um, they began to search out Baptist churches, and there were two, um, and uh, to see if they can serve under them because they've not, they've not been trained. And so we went to visit. Uh, we had a great conversation, two hours Skype conversation with a Baptist pastor there. So we said, it's, you know, if it seems too good to be true, sometimes it is. And uh, in this case, it, it turned out to be too good to be true. Um, so we, we made our trip there. 
Um, this is uh, the brothers interacting with a, a Brazilian man who was a pastor, went through a, a, a church split, never really recovered. His wife and his he has about uh, his wife and about two or three uh, people in his living room uh, on a Sunday. A very a very sweet man. Um, in fact, uh, if uh, if he if he knew English, I would send him a copy of your book, Shattered Shepherds. Um, because uh, he's that kind of a sweet man that needs to, to read, read a book like that. When you go through those kind of things, you can be twisted if you're, if you're not careful, if you have a, a root of bitterness grow up within you. And, um, and, and, he, and he hasn't been twisted, but he has been affected. And, uh, um, but he has a different philosophy of ministry, different theology as well. And this, the men are trying to see if they can work and serve underneath him. And um, on this trip... That's them looking over the waters. It's obviously an island when you fly in. There's a very short runway, and I'm glad I didn't see it from because where I was sitting on the plane. Uh, and, and the boys were cheering, man, wasn't that a great landing? And I said, it was just a landing. I've, I've had flown many flights. They, they normally go up, and they normally come down. And uh, at least in my life, they've gone up and down well. And, and, he said, and I said, why are you so excited about the landing? Well, because sometimes they don't get it right the first time. <laughs> What they, they they try to invent a new a new approach to landing? No, well the runway. You haven't seen how short the runway is. Sometimes they 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 miss it and they have to bounce and fly off around and try it again. And I said, Wow, no, I, uh, the seat. I couldn't see the window. I'm going to get a window seat next time. And so that's them looking uh, out, wondering what the Lord might do uh, in the island of Madeira. When we left the minister's home. Uh, the second, the other Baptist church were promoting homosexuality as an alternative way of life in their youth department through videos. So we didn't feel like we even needed to visit that church. So there, there are no churches that we know of um, in, uh, in Madeira, which has just under 300,000 people, where these brothers are from. And um, they, I said, did you get any clarity? They said, yes. Uh, what did you learn? Two things they said. Number one, we have to come to Madeira. And number two, we've got to plan a new church. So we've just sent out our first pastor to go pastor in Lilbourne. And um, they said, we'll give you three years, Tom. We're not going to go to the master's seminary. We can't afford it. We're not academics. We want to stay in rugby with you. Um, will you train, train us over the next three years? So I've got my first two men of our upcoming Bible training institute at Grace Bible Church Rugby. Now, I appreciate your prayers because I've never started a Bible Institute. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a product of a seminary movement, and I never planted a church before Grace Bible Church Rugby either. Um, but we, we want to do it again. We want to plant another church. And we want these to be our first missionaries. Our, our one- to three-year goals for you to pray, to continue preach, preaching God's Word, the Gospel. Uh, it's from that that we have these opportunities uh, to train men and to see the gospel spread. Um, that's, that ought to lead us to preparing men like Sandro and Claudio and preparation, training the people in the church. I, I put it all P's because as a good preacher, you need alliteration for the congregation to remember your points. Isn't that right, Pastor? It's not true, but we, we do it anyway. Um, and then plow. What does plow mean? Plow to me, that's a P word, it, it, it translates into preparing the field. As we came in, we were, uh, as we came in from Los Angeles today, we were overwhelmed by the size of the mountains. Look, I said, Josiah, look how small the cars are in front of us compared to the mountains. God is huge. I mean, he, he just tossed the mountains there and he created it and it was. 
And then we came down into the valley and we saw all the farmland down there uh, as we came into Bakersfield and plowing, preparing. So for us, this means short-term missions trips to Madeira to bring some people from our church over to do preaching and evangelism. The six days we were in Madeira, we witnessed to so many people and they were so receptive to the gospel. I said to the brothers, one of them, Sandro, has the gift of evangelism and his brother Claudio seems to have the gift of a pastor teacher. I've been meeting with these guys for four years, once a week for four years, and I never knew that about them. How, how, how do you miss that? How do you miss that? I've got to change something in my discipleship, Pastor. You can pray for me. We've been, we've been asking, we've been trying to find out what are their spiritual gifts because they've just been serving quietly. But when Sandro shared the gospel, we all shared the gospel. They listened. The lady was cutting his hair, and thank God she stopped. But she did stop, and, and she listened for five or ten minutes. And she says, I've never heard this before. They're, they're Catholic, and they're dead in tradition and, and works. They've never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, that salvation is by grace through faith in Christ alone. So you can play for, pray for us as we preach, prepare, as we pr- plow, send short-term missions teams to Madeira. And then at the end of three years, we want to send. We want to plant a church with those guys being our missionaries. You can partner with us by reading our update. The way you read our update is by putting your name down on the list. You can pray for us then intelligently. You can send short-term missions teams to us uh, to help us with strategic um, uh, needs that we have in our church plant, and then uh, you can give. And you're already giving. This church is one of the most generous churches. And, in fact, um, Uh, the changes that you made and the increase of your giving mean that we need one less church to support us. Uh, And because you've taken that step, that means that I don't have to be away from my church uh, as long. Um, We're away six weeks this time, but because of your generosity, that means that um, you're helping us stay on the field and stay stay to the work. And and giving... There are different ways. I'm not going to um, uh, talk about m- much time about the, about the giving part, but for those of you uh, particularly who want to know how to give specifically, you can see me after afterwards. We have four different ways that you can support us in addition to um, uh, in addition to our monthly support needs that we have. That's the McConnells. I think we we need to end it there. Uh, so we have time for a few questions, if we do. So, uh, I know that after listening to these men uh, describe their ministry and what they're doing, that you may have some questions. So, I'd like to open uh, that up, and you can direct uh, to either of these men, and hopefully they'll have uh, an answer for you. So, I'm going to let you guys both take front and center here. Anyone? Don. Well, in in England, um, it would depend on the giftedness of the people that you have assembled and what our particular needs were at the time when they can come over. I think that's kind of how we, we do it on a case-by-case basis. Um, 
We've had preaching short-term teamers come from the seminary that we've arranged where preachers were vetted and they're seminary students. That's how your, your pastor came over uh, to visit us. Uh, we don't have a building, so we don't have any refurbishment projects to do. There's no building to work on. We meet in a school, but we have needs for evangelism. We, um, we've had a, a biblical counseling team come over to do family conferences to strengthen marriages. So it, it just depends really on the, uh, on the giftedness of the team and the timing and, and, and what's taking place in our church. We try to customize it, uh, if you will, to, so that it's a, a good fit for everybody. So I'm sorry it's a little bit nebulous, but it, it might, might help you. Homero, how about you? How, how would you benefit from an STM? Well, um, is that okay? Yeah. Um, of course, it, uh, as my brother said, it depends on the um, people that would go over there. But um, the way you could serve us is, like, we'll have a time that you can get to know the people that go to our church, as you know, it's a little group. And most of them are uh, in several needs. They, their houses may be may have needs so we can help them over there and then uh, we also we can preach the gospel down in the center of Colorinas. we usually do it so we can we can do that I'm going to switch okay okay anyone else questions yes Gabe Yeah, um, that's the same question that a brother asked me uh, uh, several minutes ago. Yeah, we are right now uh, doing like this step of going every every week. Our plan is to, our plan was like keep this year going every uh, twice a month. Then the second year once uh, once every week at least for a two year keep traveling and then maybe we can move to Colorinas after after two years uh, after this two years I will be finishing uh, Hebrew and Greek on seminary so uh, I will can be I will can be like focused more in the <laughs> moving on Colorinas yeah. Yeah, well, um, the main background of our of our uh, church is, or, or in Colorinas, is like Catholic, charismatic, like a combination of the prosperity gospel and to keep worshiping Mary and saints. So uh, the people that are coming to our church, there be uh, like this uh, fundamentals of faith studying, facing. Uh, the difference between worshiping Mary and thinking that there's a way through salvation uh, on works or saints and getting to know Christ that's that has been like the main could be struggle if you could call it like that uh, like the people get to know that uh, the way they were living and worshiping Mary and the saints won't won't save them so it's a big big hit to uh, know that their parents and their grandparents and their generations have been hey my little baby this is Mary keep worshiping and 
that's not true. So maybe th that has been the best, uh, well, the greatest impact for them. If I had a dollar for everyone who asked me that question in America, I wouldn't need to be back raising support. Um, there have been many answers offered by people who have done in-depth studies. Um, I, I think from my experience of 14 years in the UK, um, my best answer is, is drift. We, you have drifting in marriages where people grow apart and I think that's probably it, it's, mo it's the most subtle but it, it has some of the most damaging effects on a marriage relationship and if you remember in Revelation what Jesus said to the church at Ephesus you know this is a this is a, an, an important church I mean you had a lot of people uh, big name guys Paul you know you had Apollos you had you had um, John I mean, these were great teachers. They became experts at spying out false apostles, but they left their first love. And, and I think when your affection for Christ uh, wanes, there's a spillover effect for that. You see a mixture of unregenerate people coming into the church to begin with and the, and the church not so clear on the lordship of Jesus Christ. And that, you know, I had one brother, a deacon in the church, he said, you know that MacArthur controversy over the lordship of Christ? We, we never had that problem here in Great Britain. Oh, yes, you did. And oh, yes, you do. It's, it's the reason, in my opinion, it's one of the biggest contributing factors because who is a believer and who's not a believer? And the churches are filled with people who think that they're believers, but they're going to be the Matthew 7, 21 through 23 kind of people. Lord, Lord, have we not done all these things? And so I think that a mixture of drift, spiritual drift from people's love for Christ. I think, secondly, maybe a bit of a worshiping preachers, you know, becoming a disciple of the preacher. Preachers and missionaries and pastors are supposed to point us to Christ. We're not supposed to get a group of people bowing down to us and say, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a MacArthurite. I'm a, you know, I'm a Schwartzite. You know, we, I'm a McConnellite. We, we point people to Christ. I think that was a, another reason. There's a lot of history. And, and, and then unbelievers in the church. That's probably my best top three. I'm, I'm not sure. You can probably look at some records and statistics. But I think it was Mark Twain who said there are three kinds of lies. Statistics, statistics, statistics. So, But um, anyway, does that help? Okay. Anyone else? Pastor Steve, I think you'd like to say something. <laughs> this is for Christ's glory, but they came a long ways. Could we thank them uh, for coming? Thank you, guys. Um, 
just a couple of things I wanted to mention, and then this will, will have a good time for you to fellowship with them. Um, our, our church, as a church body, it is part of our budget to uh, pray for and to financially support these missionaries. Um, that always, that there's a really good part to that, and that is that, that we're organized in that. There's a really bad part to that, too, in that as a church body of individuals, we can say, oh, the church is giving to them. Um, I would encourage all of you, and, and I'm, I don't know who is giving to whom, um, but it is so good for you as a believer, so good for you as a family um, to be in the habit of personally supporting missionaries. It has nothing to do with your giving to the church, but to just simply give to them. That, that has been the hallmark of mature believers for centuries. Um, so despite what we do as a church body, which we want to be responsible to do that, to our, our missions team doesn't just meet to, to plan. Um, they meet to pray specifically um, for our missionaries and to pray for your, your wives and children. And uh, where is your wife? Where, oh, she took off with the little one, maybe, with Emma. Maybe, maybe the little one was... We, we've got to find her. To, to, uh, yes, to, to, to overwhelm them with our love. And so we want to do that as a church body. But I want to encourage every one of you... Um, and, and and trust me, uh, $10 a month, $20 a month, that makes, that makes a difference when, uh, when there is, there she is, uh, the, the, uh, the Gonzalez women over there. So uh, it, it makes a difference because a, a few of you doing that, and, and they didn't ask me to do this, by the way. This is a total surprise and shock to both of them. Um, but but it's, it's so good for you. Uh, my dad spent years doing mission statistics. That was kind of his hobby. And he maintained that a church filled with people who don't care about missionaries is an unhealthy church. And and he said that for years. And so we, we want to be a healthy church. Um, we are so blessed in so many ways in, in Bakersfield. And we see these pictures, and, and we are thankful for you men to, to be on the front lines of, of uh, in many ways, a, a very difficult ministry at times, I know, because you are plowing hard ground at times. Um, so, so make that a, a, a prayer consideration for your own family. Um, it, it's just, it's good for you. It's good for you. Every Christian should have cards like this. I think the ordained, heaven-ordained place is the refrigerator. This is where they, this is where they ought to go. Um, to have them on there, to pray for them, to see them, and to keep them in your heart, and keep them in your checkbook. Um, that that's important. Uh, obviously, and we always say this, and these men would believe this as well. Your giving to uh, the local church is always the top priority. That's our that's our number one priority. It's not appropriate to give just to missionaries, but not to your own local body where you're being fed. And they would believe that as well. Um, but you know, take one less trip to to Burger King this month and send it to something better instead. Um, <clears throat> so these guys are going to be around for a little bit here, and we'll give them a chance to have a break. I, I did want to advertise, uh, Tom is going to be preaching tonight, and I'm excited about that. He's always blessed me with his, uh, the, the manner in which he opens the word. Where are you preaching from tonight? I'm going to preach on the subject of repentance, marks of a repentant person from Psalm 51. Psalm 51. Oh, that's good. We, we almost always do... Fabulous. Bring your unbelieving friends tonight. We almost always do Old Testament in the evening, so uh, Tom's keeping up with that. So I appreciate that. So we'd like to we'd like to pray for you guys and um, and you guys and, and all of you here. Take a moment and and come greet them as well. And can we have the the Gonzalez women come up here? It's okay. Oh look, she's out cold. That is beautiful.
Would you bow with me in prayer as we pray for our, our beloved ones here? Our Father, we thank you for this time that we've had to give us a glimpse into the church of Jesus Christ around the world to remind us, Lord, that we are a church universal, that we are the body of Christ, and you have been filling the ranks of heaven day by day by day with new kingdom citizens. And and uh, we, we thank you for the, the four missionaries that we are privileged to support right now um, and for the two that we have here with us today. What an extra privilege, Lord. We thank you for them. Thank you for Tom. Thank you for Homero and for his precious family. Thank you, Lord, for um, allowing them to take the time to come and, and for Tom being uh, separated from his family for a time to uh, make that sacrifice as well. Lord, we pray your blessing on their ministries. We pray that you would bless them with new converts, with um, disciples, and not just disciples, but disciple makers, with those who would continue the work. We pray that in Colorinus, Lord, that there would be a revival that breaks out, that that many would, would break out of the, the false darkness of Catholicism and um, come to, instead of instead of a crucifix, come to Christ. And we pray in England, Lord, for the, the, the hard ground that is there, that revival would break out. So thankful for Chihuahua Chow and, and how they'll have that partnership, Lord. I love Chihuahua and his faithfulness to you. We pray for his wife, Lisa, for their uh, many children. Lord, we pray that, that in that little area in the Midlands that um, a new work would break out and that uh, the, the Spurgeons and the Lloyd-Joneses of old would, would, as it were, come to life and that the gospel would be revived, Lord, because you have promised you will build your church. All we have to do is be there to watch. Lord, I pray for our church body that we would renew our love and our remembrance of these these men and their families because when they go away, we just live our normal lives and we pray for that you would put them in our hearts. We pray for our families here that they would uh, continually pray that they would lift up the names of these uh, dear ones um, with fervor and with excellence in prayer. Lord, we pray that you would allow us to support them financially in whatever way that you provide and that you would allow us to do so in a way that would help them to focus on the word of God and on prayer. And we pray these things all for Christ's sake. Amen. And we are officially dismissed, but I'm sure they would love to greet you. So.